Go. The Huskies bounce back with a 72-40 block party win against a 12-2 USC team that had won its previous six games. In a battle amongst freshmen in the conference, Washington's Isaiah Stewart comes out victorious in the box score and in the win column. This one propels Washington back to the forefront of a potential Pac-12 championship. This is Husky Hardcore from Sports Illustrated Husky Maven. I'm Jake. I'm Trevor. And it is way too early Noah time. It's uh, early in the morning where he's at, and he couldn't make it because I'm sure he's sleeping. Like a regular so person. So our thoughts, like, our thoughts are with Noah. He will be back next week. Okay. We are like Gibbons, Bolton, and Nahinamana. <laughs> I can never... Gibbons, <laughs> Nobody in the movie can say <laughs> Michael Bolton. Is the oh. one guy's name? <laughs> it's Office Space. <laughs> yeah. Can you pronounce? I cannot pronounce the one guy's I, name. I don't Samir remember. Nak, Ginamana, uh-huh. and he has to tell like ten different people how to say it. It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite Michael Bolton song? I just, <laughs> I don't. Know. I just love them all. That movie is a classic. I, I feel don't talk like to my mother because I talk to my diary. <laughs> I feel like you're the guy that has an excessive amount of flair. <laughs> uh, I can get pretty flary. <laughs> I am Jennifer Aniston, and you're the flair guy. <laughs> 12 blocks for the defense tonight, and not to be outdone by the 14 steals, my man. Jeez. It was a combination, man. USC's offense did not look good. They've committed a ton of turnovers. Uh, midway through the first half, they showed a stat that in the last three games, they've committed 54 turnovers. So, you know, you can add on a few more. And at the end of the night, turn they had 18 turnovers on the night. So right. uh, that USC offense was afraid of getting blocked. They had 12 official blocks, but so many shots were altered due to the length of this Husky defense. And the fact that it really looked like they figured out how to run the zone tonight. Yeah, and a couple of blocks that, to me, looked clean and were called fouls. That's going to be expected in any basketball game that's officiated by Pac-12 referees. But uh, it could have been closer to 16 blocks by the end of the night. This defense is doing its job in the zone. We talked about in the beginning of the year, has the potential to to walk away with the blocks lead in the Pac-12 this year just because of the the length that they have and the ability to jump that this defense has. It's just about can they stay disciplined and not fall for pump fakes, and tonight they didn't. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And the, uh, some of those fouls that Washington committed where there was another block is a block down low. Uh, there was one where Quade I thought was in pretty good position. The guy re- steamrolled into him. And Nas was behind for one of those volleyball spikes, but they unfortunately yeah. called it a block and the USC offensive player went to the line and probably missed their free throw because they were atrocious from the line going 12 of 25. There was a whole lot of things that went wrong for USC tonight. And there was a lot that went well for Washington. You know, USC ends up shooting 20% from the field and that's not good. That's not a good number. But I think the stat that baffles me the most about this is their leading assist getter had one, five different guys. So if I'm a basketball coach, I'm more mad about the lack of assists on a team 
than the amount of turnovers. Turnovers, you're at least passing the ball. Hmm. Not getting assists is selfish play. You know, and it's funny because when you Andy Enfield, the thing you think of is that Florida Gulf Coast Lob City stuff where mm-hmm. they were they're throwing lobs and and those are all assisted dunks. And yeah. I've just and we talked about it pre-show. I'm surprised he was back this year. I don't know about the culture of this USC Trojans program under Andy Enfield because I'm looking around at the court. I know it's frustrating committing turnovers, but the body language and the arguments that it looks like this team is having is not a recipe for success. And it was the same last year. It just seems like this team hangs their head very quickly in games. And that negative energy is like a snowball and it just, it just gained traction. That snowball got bigger and they were barely able to muster 40 points on the flip side. When this team's rolling, they're rolling. I mean, that's USC. Yeah. What, Right. When, when this team's rolling, it doesn't seem like there's a team in this conference that can stop them. I'm, I almost said nation, but that's not true because I don't think that they can play with anybody in the nation. But when, when this team is playing the right type of basketball, the infield is, is preaching and coaching, there's not a defense, albeit the 2-3 zone or the matchup zone, or man, that could stop this, de- this offense. But you can see also tonight, on the flip side, with your point, when this team is reeling – they look like the worst team in the Pac-12. They they couldn't hit from deep. There were no assists, and it just seemed like their offense was in shambles all night, and it never really turned around at any point in the game. It never seemed like their offense ever found a rhythm. Well, yeah, and last year I felt like Rukovic had pretty good games against Washington and really abused them yeah. in the high post, and he was 1 of 13 from the field with four points. They took him out of the game, and – Washington was so active when the ball got into the post looking to get those blindside blocks. Jamal Bay again was, was really active and Nas Carter was disrupting everywhere on the court. When you think of a team that could beat a two, three zone, you think of the type of teams like the USC that has the kind of kid that can beat a team from the high post because that's the open spot in a two, three zone. Yeah. And kind of like uh, Oregon State with Trace Tinkle. He's, he's the type of guy like Rakovich that can beat a team from the high post. And, and I'm a little surprised that his shooting was so poor tonight. And maybe that's an attribute to the length of this team that no matter where the open spot of the zone is, there's always a hand in the face just because of how long everybody is. And we've known, I've known, you've known that that high post jumper is – shot to make because you are worried about what's coming behind you but right watching that game I had Noah's voice in my head talking about how it's the lowest percentage shot in the game and I watched it because these guys catch it and they hesitate they're done and Washington did a great job of if there was any sort of hesitation even a up fake the offensive player could feel the pressure of that defender behind him and he also had a one of the guys on the post at least coming up to bluff him and it was enough to make him change his decisions and you saw some really wild layups that were blocked into tomorrow it's not even about the shot on the high post yeah it's tough it's personally my favorite shot i love it uh that's where my bread and butter was yeah um but it's the it's the openings that come from that high post 
because you have to respect that shot as a middle of the zone guy, that's going to force you up. And if you have a player that's in, you know, around the key, when that player comes up, that leaves that player wide open for a pass. Or if the outside of the bottom of the zone shrinks down to cover that guy, that leaves kick out for open threes. And it just doesn't seem like USC played to that at all tonight. And that's what kind of baffled me about this. It just seemed like they were ill-prepared for that zone. And and you're not going to see that all year from teams. At points, this zone is going to look really efficient and really good. But then you're going to find teams that are super good against the zone and have the ability, like in Oregon State, I think those games against Oregon State are going to be really tough because of the matchup problem that Trace Tinkle provides this zone. Not only can he shoot from the high post, but he's an extremely good passer. Yeah, and, and Trace Tinkle is one of the best players in the Pac-12. Because Washington hasn't exclusively played zone this year, if USC was also preparing for that man, because their man, I think, has been the better of the defenses this year. A sign of things to come for Washington, that they're able to play this right. zone, we're going to be in really good shape because of how long they are. Once that guy bluffs, he's able to go back down and take up that middle of the key. And the guy can look for the, the pinch post or out to the three-point line. And those bigs down there are big enough, athletic enough, and quick enough to get out there to alter a shot. This, If this is the precursor to them understanding the zone, this defense could be really, really hard to beat. From the defense, moves to offense. Oh, Seamless boy. transition there. You like how I did that? Segway. Oh, this offense, very efficient tonight. A lot of good looks. And I think it's all due to the fact that Quad A is the floor general of this team. They're, they're, it's obvious to everybody that the offense flows through Isaiah Stewart. Mm-hmm. But I think that Quad A is an undervalued asset to this team because of the fact that he's a super good floor general. And when he is left open, he can knock down those corner threes. And I think that is super underappreciated in this offense. Yeah, you know, he had five assists, four steals, and 14 points. That is a great line for your point guard. Right. I think that he's, he's really found his rhythm in the offense. He's found his voice. And he's slowed down. He's not forcing shots anymore. I think he's taking really good shots and he's putting his teammates in really good positions to score. One thing that was making me nervous when USC was hanging around, they were allowing the ball to go into Stewart and then they were bringing the person who delivered the ball to him. They would bring that do a trap and they bring the, the deny defender from whoever was in that triangle they would bring him over and they got at least one or two steals out of that. But once Wa- uh, Quade and Isaiah were able to see what was going on, they made the proper adjustments where they were getting him the ball in different positions in when he was moving from block to block to allow him to get some shots up. And, you know, in the first half, he only had six points and he didn't play a ton in that last 10 minutes. And that's when you saw other guys namely uh, Nate Roberts, um, have a really good right. spurt where he, you know, uh, the best point guard on the floor, you're wrong. Um, it's actually Sam Timmons. Uh, that was a beautiful pass for a, a wide open dunk. <laughs> so 
he was surprised he got it. He made a little over-the-shoulder pass to Nate Roberts, who went right down the middle of the key for a dunk. And if they can do that when Isaiah's not on the floor, where the ball's moving right. and Nate Roberts brings that energy that this team has lacked at some points, this could be a really scary team going forward. Yeah, and back – sorry, I keep talking about Quade just because – This was his I game. that – yeah, it, it, it was, and he ha- he's now seven games in a row of over 10 points, and, and all the fans and all the, uh, all the analysts keep uh, clamoring for a second consistent score. You know, everybody's pushing that on uh, Jaden McDaniels. You might have it in Quade, yeah. you know, and, and I don't think that he's out there looking for his shot necessarily, but he, if he can consistently give you 10-plus points every game – then that's what you're looking for as an offense. You're looking for that. That Obviously, Isaiah Stewart is your workhorse, and he's your bell cow, and he is the dude when it comes to scoring. Your, your offense flows through Isaiah. There's no, that's no secret. But if Quade can average a little bit over 10 points every plus game to accent Isaiah, then whatever Jaden gives you, whether Jaden's cold or hot, or in foul trouble, or getting thrown out of games. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, when Jaden decides he's going to go off, then that's good. But you're not dependent on it because Quade is so dependable. So what you need, and this is what I think, and and I agree with you, is Isaiah Stewart has to get somewhere between that 18 to 22 range. Um, You need Quade to be around that 10, and then you need Jaden McDaniels or Nas Carter to be in double figures. Right. And yeah, one of those two guys. Yeah. And then you can fill in the lines and Hamir Wright took one shot. It was a wide open three and he nailed it. I'd like to see Nas really get to that where his his strengths are. I know that you're going to talk about that he hit some threes today, but I would love to see him get back into those. Take a couple dribbles and pull up from 15. That's where he was noticed last year. And I've seen it a little bit this year. He's still looking to hit the three because I know that's what the NBA guys are looking for. And he wants to work on that. I understand it. I respect it. But when we need a bucket, Nas Carter from 15 is a great thing to see. Yeah. He shot two for five today from the three point line with the defender in his face. So I'm happy with him being able to kind of shoot freely and whenever he feels like, and it was good to see him knock down a couple. So I, I like what we saw out of him tonight. Yeah, I agree. And he does need to shoot those. And apparently there were 25 NBA scouts in there. And, you know, Nas Carter, he's a junior. He has another year. He has the athleticism to play in the NBA. He just needs to show it. And so I don't – I'm not going to knock a kid for working on it. It's about winning, but it's also about player development. So I'm super happy with it. On the other side, Jane McDaniels – Three for 12 from the field, one of four from the three-point line. Uh, He ended up with 11 points and three assists and seven rebounds. However, he had two steals and six blocks. So, you know, scoring in double figures is great. Three of 12, not great. He was uh, really tough on this USC offense. And those blocks that he had kind of just show what kind of an athletic freak he is. I remember seeing one of them where he came from behind and the defender looked like he had an easy layup and he just swatted it from right behind him and never even touched the guy. His, his yeah. arm length is long and the ability to jump out of the building is incredible. And he does a couple of those intangibles things that you wouldn't expect somebody that has been a prolific scorer his whole life to do. And even though he's not shooting the ball real well, and he's not scoring at a high clip, he's still trying on the defensive end, and it's good to see. 
And then, of course, Isaiah Stewart. He's the best. I don't know what to say. Double-double, 18 and 10. Yeah, get used to it for one year. For a year, yeah. yeah get, get used to seeing that for the rest of the year and then get over it and forget yeah, about it. Yeah, and then it. go Cause... follow a new NBA team. <laughs> right, because he's fun to watch. Enjoy it while you can, Husky fans, because there, there's not a chance in, chance in hell he'll be back next year. And you know what? More power to him because he is yeah, pooping right now. He is a man. Yeah. Coming up this week, we have Stanford on Thursday at 6 on Fox Sports 1. And on Saturday, we play California on the Pac-12 Network at 5. Trev, tell us a little bit about Stanford. Washington's going to go on their first road trip of the conference season. They're going to go to the Northern California schools. Stanford is better than I think anybody thought. Now, they're 12-2 and and 1-0 and yeah. in conference. They took care of Oklahoma. They beat them by 19 points, and then they, but then they turned around and got beat by Kansas, one of the top schools in the nation. So what do you take from that? Then they handled Cal. So just like USC, we're going to see what Stanford's all about this week. The goal on the road is to split. The yep. goal at home is to take both. Washington failed to do that. My hope and my prediction, take this good momentum – go to Stanford playing well on a high and pulling that right through, through a Cal team that really, really struggles. Yeah. Yeah. And and really when you're playing Stanford, you need to worry about one guy and that's Oscar De Silva. This -hmm. guy's averaging 17 a game, almost six rebounds and almost two assists a game. So, uh, and that's again, you know, like tonight the battle was between the big men of Washington and, and USC and it's going to be the same battle against Stanford. They're both – it's going to be Isaiah Stewart versus the De Silva kid, and, and you're going to see kind of who's better of the two and what teams can take the big men out of the game. And I would expect, again, you're probably going to see Stanford double Isaiah Stewart a lot just because he's young and the rest of the team around him does, isn't quite as – have a prolific offense like Stanford's. But if – Isaiah Stewart can take Oscar out of the game by himself. You're going to really see Stanford start to struggle because of the fact that we don't have to double down on this kid. Well, the reality is with this Washington team, with the amount of athletes that they have, it's going to be hard for me to choose against Washington for most of the conference play. And I know the conference is good. And there's been a lot of crazy games so far, even in the first week, but outside of, Oregon and Arizona there's not teams that are as athletically gifted as Washington and if Washington is starting to figure out how to exist in that zone they're going to be really really hard to beat I don't think Stanford has the athletes to be able to hang with Washington even at Maples well hopefully you're right this has been Husky Hardcourt tell your friends to subscribe rate and review on your favorite podcast platform and give us those five stars. Uh, check out our other podcast, Fourth and Inches, a Husky podcast, where Jake and I cover everything to Washington Huskies football program. For more great Husky content, including videos, other podcasts, and articles, check out si.com forward slash college forward slash Washington. Go dogs. Go dogs.